You know, St. Faustina used to tell us going to the confessional. And I always think when we do, sometimes we're talking in line or our mind is wandering and, oh, there's the door open. It's time to go into the confessional. We should be preparing ourselves. And there's two ways that I think are phenomenally effective to do that, but very few of us probably do it. One, pray for your confessor. St. Faustina says literally in the diary that we need to pray for our confessor so that they will understand us and be able to discern God's will for us. So one, pray for your confessor. Two, this word right here. When you go into the confessional, say, Lord, if you will it, you will make me clean. That to me is such a powerful statement. Lord, if you wish, you can make me clean. We should say that every time we walk into the confessional. Pray for your confessor and say, Lord, if you wish, you can make me clean. And he will say, I will it be made clean because that is what the priest does in persona Christi is he's making you clean. Now, why the leprosy though? This connects to confession. Leprosy was considered a picture of sin and its effects. Remember, they would always say in the Bible, what sin did you do to deserve this? Like Job, right? So it was basically, leprosy was a debilitating disease. Um, it really was somebody dead who was not yet in the grave. It was like the walking dead. And that some kind of show or something. I don't even watch TV anymore. But I hear the walking dead sometimes. So it must be some show or something. But that's who a leper was. Even rabbis despise these poor people. Even the rabbis, they thought they were judged by God and it meant they deserved no mercy because God didn't have mercy on them. So if God didn't have mercy on them, then we neither will we. Well, that's a whole nother topic, but actually it is a huge way God is having mercy on them. Sometimes our suffering is redemptive. Not sometimes, always if we allow it. Now, this disfigurement of leprosy became a symbol of the sinner's soul. It's a mess. It's needing redemption. It's needing cleansing. It's needing fixing. And like leprosy, sin is contagious. Don't think that our sins are only in private and they only affect us. Every word and deed that you do affects other people. Sin like leprosy is contagious. I know I've been guilty on both ends of the stick. I've been guilty of being bad example, but I also know when I was in college, it just was no, there was no thought that you didn't go visit your girlfriend for the weekend. There was just no, everybody around me did it. I was in a fraternity for crying out loud. That just what you did. And that's another commercial, isn't it? It's what you do. No, it's not what you do. And so that effect affected me. So the sin of everybody else drew me. And it's like, 
And then, you know, my bad examples would be bad examples to other people. Sin like leprosy is contagious. And so we want to avoid this. Now, it can be spread if we're not careful. But the most terrible thing, the most terrible thing about leprosy was isolation. And that is also the most terrible thing about sin because it isolates you from God. The most terrible thing about leprosy is it isolated you from everybody else. And what do they say in, in the uh, uh, prisoners of war, like in, in Vietnam and other places, would say the most horrible thing about being a prisoner of war is when they put you in a solitary confinement, isolation. Kind of ironic with what's been going on here, right, in the last year, year and a half here in the world, right? Hmm. So anyway, the leper was to cry unclean, unclean when he would walk. Whenever he went by, he basically had to social distance. And it was destructive. It destroyed him. He was banished from society and exiled. Hmm. Kind of sound familiar. Living in isolation and quarantined. Hmm. Kind of sound familiar. So the psychological consequences were huge. They were serious as much as the physical was serious. The psychological was just as serious effect as the physical. So the leper was hated by others because nobody trusted him. Oh, he's got it. Keep him away. Hmm. Does that sound familiar? You think you get my point here? So this is the kind of man who came to Jesus this is the kind of man, he was unclean, but Jesus touched him. He touched him and made him clean, not only physically, but spiritually. Very important. First, when we are despised by others, but even by ourselves, self-loathing, I'm not good, I'm bad, I shouldn't go to church. I'd be a hypocrite. I'm a sinner. That's exactly why we need to go to church. But still, in the midst of all this, God stretches his hand out to us. Now, second, it is of the very essence of Christianity to touch the untouchable, to love the unlovable, to forgive the unforgivable. You recognize those words? Father Seraphim's definition of mercy. Wow. This is powerful. Jesus did, so must we. This is mercy, according to Father Seraphim. Touching that untouchable, loving the unlovable, forgiving the unforgivable. Wow. He didn't have to touch him. Jesus didn't, but he did. He did in order to show that he was not subject to the law. Jesus himself. All right. Jesus told him, however, to obey the law. So this is why it's, it's interesting when people say, well, I don't need the church. Well, Jesus is telling this guy, obey the law. Jesus doesn't have to. He could touch the man, even though the Sabbath or, you know, touching a leper wasn't in Leviticus uh, proper. Jesus is not constrained to the law. But what does he do? He tells the man, you are. And that's why he set the church up for us because it's our way of being cleansed and healed. And he's telling us, obey, go. 
All right, go to the priest, Jesus says. What does Jesus say? He says, go show yourself to the priest. Whoa, this is powerful. So this is what's going on. Go to the priest who could, now why did Jesus tell the, the leper to go to the priest? Because the priest could declare him clean. Guess what happens just like today in the confessional? You go in there and the priest in confession declares you clean. How do we know that? The priest raises his right hand. It was so beautiful. I was in confession with a little, probably maybe a nine-year-old the other day, maybe a 10-year-old. So his mom brought him over to the Miriam Helper Center. This was awesome. And his mom brought him over to the Miriam Helper Center. And, I'm, and he, I'm hearing his confession. It was precious. And I went to give him a blessing like this. And he goes and gives me a high five. He was so excited that he thought I was giving him a high five because I told him, great job. You did a wonderful job. I said, you did so beautiful. And I went up to give him the blessing and he gives me a high five. I'm like, okay, that's not the way we do it. But you know what? The Lord's got to be smiling. The Lord has got to be brimming with a huge smile. So anyway, this is what the priest does when he raises his right hand and he says, I absolve you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You are declared clean. So Jesus tells this leper, go to the priest. Why would he tell us any different? He tells us, go to the priest. Be declared clean, he tells the leper. Be declared clean, tells the sinner. I mean, the connection is so clear. How do we, as, I mean, you know, I was about to say, how do non-Catholics not see this? But you got to ask the question, how do Catholics not see this? Wow. Jesus confirms the need for a priest right here and still does. The priest had to examine the person to see if he was clean to reinstate them into covenant life. Right here, Jesus says that you go to the priest and offer the gift that Moses prescribed so that you will be, it'll be proof to them and you can be basically reinstated back into the covenant. What is that saying? It's the same here. The cleansing of the leper signifies confession, with leprosy being mortal sin. So when the priest declares you clean, your mortal sin, or excuse me, when the leper was declared clean, the priest reinstated them into the covenant life. They could come back now and worship in the temple. Just like the confessional, when you have mortal sin, that's your leprosy and you got mortal sin, now all of a sudden you go in, the priest declares you clean. You're clean now of mortal sin. Your leprosy is gone and you can now be reinstated back into the church. Oh, but you Catholics are hateful. You're telling me unless I go to the priest and go to some confession thing that I can't participate and receive Holy Communion. This is what Jesus said. He said, if you have leprosy, you can't participate in covenantal life. Go to the priest. I heal you. He declares you clean. Now you're back in. Same with the confessional. You got mortal sin. Go to the priest. He cleanses you like a leper. You are now back reinstated into the church and you receive Holy Communion. It's the same thing. 
And so after confession, sanctifying grace restores into the soul that that person can now be part again fully in the church. Not because the church doesn't want him, the church is begging him to come back, but because he removed himself with mortal sin. Wow. Jesus uses the words and touches. This is what sacraments are, form and matter. You've heard me talk about this. Jesus speaks and he touches. This is what a sacrament is. In every sacrament, there's form, meaning the words, and matter, the material. In confession, you have the same thing. It's beautiful. The form are the words, and the matter is the, the, the sin that you bring to be confessed. Now, that's why sacraments make us different. So he touches the leper and is immune. Jesus himself is immune. How can he touch the leper and not get sick? Because Jesus is immune from any disease. This is why don't fear to receive the Eucharist. The Eucharist can't transmit a disease to you. This is something that we're afraid of. Let the devil get you. No, don't be afraid. All right, he touches the leper, he's immune. Do you know that the Eucharist, it, just, it, it can't transmit disease. It's Christ himself. Christ didn't contract disease. He didn't. So don't fear. Come. Do you know, we talked about Father Seraphim. Do you know how Father Seraphim, when everybody would ask him, Father, how do I get God's mercy? His answer was always the same. Father, how do I get God's mercy? Father Seraphim would say every time, make a good confession and receive Holy Communion. That's it. Now do your heart, put your heart into it. Just don't go through the motions. And that's why Father Seraphim is the reason that we have so much in this church today with the image and the feast and all that. That's beautiful. All right, so I want to finish today because I'm a history buff. I'm even more so now that our schools are trying to destroy history and eliminate it and cancel it. Um, and so I, I'm, I'm a fan of what happened in history because I believe fully that you've got to learn from it or you're doomed to repeat it, right? So today's June 25th. And you think about all the things that happened today that are lessons for us about God's mercy. I'm from Monroe, Michigan. And Monroe, Michigan is the home of General George Armstrong Custer. Now today in 1876, George Armstrong Custer was killed with his men of the 7th Cavalry at the Battle of the Little Bighorn in Montana. <clears throat> but a big reason was because of his pride. He didn't wait for Reno and Benteen. He wanted the glory himself, and he decided to ride in and take on a couple thousand Sioux and Cheyenne. There was only a couple hundred of his 7th Cavalry, and they all got wiped out. What's the lesson to learn there? You don't think and you shouldn't try to do it all yourself. We need to rely on each other. We need to rely especially on God's help. George Armstrong Custer, the town I came from, little too late to learn that lesson now, but we pray that God had mercy on him. Do you know today is also the anniversary of a terrorist attack? Back in the early 1980s, there was one in Beirut, and that was the worst one in our nation until 1996. A lot of people forget this one. In Saudi Arabia, a truck filled with 25,000 pounds of explosive drove into a United States Air Force base and killed many, many U.S. Air Force um, personnel. 
And this was in Saudi Arabia on this date in 1996. And so we pray for peace, especially in the Middle East. I'm gonna be doing a talk on Saturday about um, the Crusades and Islam. And again, we wanna do both. We wanna look at the reality of the tension, but we wanna look at the hope of the future. So we invite you to join us on Saturday for that talk. Today is also the day the Korean War began, 1950. 1950, the Korean War began. That's a huge lesson for us. So the one I just mentioned before about the bombing, that's a need for prayer for peace. God have mercy on us for killing one another. In the Korean War, this date, 1950, the North Koreans crossed over the border into South Korea and the United States and UN forces responded. And so we have on this day, another lesson to learn. Lord, please preserve us and free us from any wars. And then finally on this day, is the day in 2009 Michael Jackson died. Michael Jackson, kind of somebody I grew up with, I guess you could say. And he died of a heart attack and his, his uh, or cardiac arrest, I think. And it was from um, complication with a lot of drugs, uh, confusion with drugs that was prescribed by his doctor. And this was a man that was searching. This was a man who was confused and lost and let us see from that the lesson that, you know what? Fame and fortune are not going to bring you the ultimate happiness. Michael Jordan, or I'm sorry, Michael Jackson is a good example of that. So today let's pray for the repose of all the souls of those who died at Little Bighorn in Saudi Arabia, in the Korean War, and Michael Jackson, because he's a lesson to us that even the greatest amount of money, fame, riches, and fortune isn't gonna bring happiness. This was a poor man who was struggling and I hope he found peace in God's mercy. Amen. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.